Hello, and welcome to episode 110 of Back to Normal. Today is February 20th, 2021. So let's get started. All right, today uh, I'm going to be talking about the thing that I've been thinking about for basically the last, I don't know, month, month and a half. Um, So if you are not a fan of listening to my talk about competition and the development that I'm doing for next year's competition, um, and you know how uh, wrapping up how this year's competition went, um, you should probably stop listening because that's pretty much what I'm going to be focusing on this week. There wasn't a ton of COVID news. Um, WandaVision is really exciting, but I feel like I've just been thinking about it too much and I don't really have a ton new to add, but I'm very excited about it. Um, yeah, the main focus of this episode is going to be talking about um, how this week went, uh, how our competition went overall, um, as the main part of it is now done. There's a little bit going on next week, but not a ton and not really anything new that's going to happen or pop up or anything. And um, so I've basically shifted my thoughts dramatically to next year and future years and how we can um, do even better with our voting solution. And uh, yeah, so we're going to start there. So basically, um, the NSERC Discovery Grants competition is three weeks long, the main um, Discovery Grants program. And we're now done with that. And um, honestly, this past week, so so the first two weeks, um, I was kind of the person that was the most eager to solve problems and, and fix things for people. That, that was my role as tech support. This week we had, um, or I, like on the tech support team, we had an extra person that we had, didn't have before. And they were very eager about fixing things. So this week, I actually, by the time I like kind of got around to a message that had come in like 15 or 20 seconds in, they were already on it for the most part. And so I actually had a lot less to do in terms of that. I was able to focus more on um, things like setting up this next week, which is another um, another program that's running their competition. And then thinking about next year and my my usual job, um, which is always really interesting for me, um, as it turns out. The kind of, as I mentioned in past weeks, we've done just a ton of contingency planning, a ton of testing, a ton of um, demos and training and all this kind of stuff. And the final result of all that was that we, we had a system that we were very confident in. We knew that it had flaws. We knew that it had limitations and places where people were going to get tripped up. We had fixes for those trip ups and we had you know, ways of dealing with them and and reversing them. Nothing was going to happen that was going to completely break everything forever. And that's basically how things turned out. That's, that's what happened is that we, like all of those things happened and, um, everything went as smoothly as I think it possibly could have. We like our contingency planning was enough. Um, all of our workarounds and tech support during the weeks were enough. Um, as far as I know, every, nothing, because of technology, nothing didn't happen. Like everything that was supposed to happen did, um, unless there were other reasons, other things like, I don't know, storms, internet outages, all that kind of stuff. It's not to say that the competition went without any hiccups, um, but that there were no, like the technology that we had set up and built didn't fail at any point. Um, And so once that became pretty clear after, you know, the first week, especially the second week, in in this third week, um, there was very little that went wrong that we hadn't already seen and didn't have a simple like two minute fix for which let my mind really start to wander as i've talked about previously about next year and so that's kind of what i wanted to delve a little deeper into is um just kind of brainstorming out loud with uh with myself about 
the way that we can use technology with Microsoft's um, Microsoft's solutions to get things working in this um, voting system exactly the way that we want. And so the way that I've been setting it up right now, the way that I've been working on it over the last couple of weeks and coming up with a prototype and, and all this stuff is um, basically using a SharePoint list because SharePoint lists are, are really neat and they've gotten a bunch of upgrades recently. Um, using a SharePoint list to capture votes. There's there are a bunch of powers that you can have with SharePoint lists. Um, like one of the things that we want to do is we want to have a secret vote um, where people submit information, but then um, they can we we don't really mind if they're able to see what they've already submitted, but we don't want like it's secret vote. So once they've submitted something, we don't want other people to be able to see it. We just want um, potentially them to be able to see what they voted. And we want to be able to see what everybody voted. And SharePoint can do that. There's a specific option where you can submit things, but um, you can only actually view or um, potentially if you want to make changes to things you've submitted, um, you can make changes to your own things, but not other people's things. And that's really fascinating to me. And so um, I've been using that functionality. Um, yeah, there's there's all kinds of really neat stuff. I mean, SharePoint, the, the SharePoint set, uh, technology that we've been using at NSERC up until this year, up until we got Microsoft Teams, uh, was the SharePoint 2010 version, which is just like, I'm not saying it's bad. It's very powerful. SharePoint's very powerful. But modern SharePoint is so, so much better, um, especially when you're using like Teams and an actual Teams organization behind the scenes, um, powering everything with permissions and all that. Um, it's fascinating and amazing what you can do. So um, basically what I've been trying to do is put together the ability to enter the information we want into a SharePoint list. Like I said, you can you can then uh, view the things you've already submitted, but not change uh, other people's things, not view other people's um, votes. And then one of the neat things you can do is you can actually customize. Um, so there's there, there's a way with SharePoint um, where you can basically edit or add new votes with a form. And you can customize the form to use what are called Power Apps. And Power Apps in Microsoft are basically these, they're called low code solutions, which is basically like they've applied the concept, uh, or at least what their marketing tells you, is that they've applied the concept of Excel formulas to coding software, to coding applications. And it, I mean, it, it, I'm not, not saying it doesn't achieve that. It's not, I wouldn't say it's perfect but it's it's obviously something that they're working heavily on and and it's very good it's it it's a steep learning curve to get these apps working and there's so many options because there kind of has to be but they've actually done a pretty good job of exposing all the possible functionality um, for any given application piece so there's things like buttons there's things like lists um, one of the things that microsoft does really well is take the different pieces the building blocks of technology that they do have and make them all kind of interconnect so for example um, you can create you can create a, one of these power apps, like basically a, a custom, beautiful looking, um, modern looking form and be able to submit information to a SharePoint list using basically a power app in the browser, which is a really neat way to do things. And it's a way to let us collect information um, without having people basically have to manually enter it into some web form. And that that's really what we're looking for. So if people wanted to do this, they could do this on their phone. Um, for example, it, it's it's a really nice application of technology. Um, 
But one of the interesting things, one of the problems that we had this year's competition, uh, one of the things that I want to avoid if we can at all avoid it, um, is being able to, we want to be able to control one parameter of the of the vote, of the setup of the voting um, by ourselves. We, as um, the program officer or whoever in the room, we want to be able to change one parameter of something that they submit. And in doing so with Microsoft Forms this past year, what we had to do was basically have them go into the form because there was no there's no back end to Microsoft Forms. There's no way to say to go in and say, hey, I want this to be able to be um, I want to be able to set this value without actually going into this program of Microsoft Forms. And with Power Apps, there is a way to do it, but I'm still exploring exactly how it works permissions wise, because um, it kind of seems like you can set values based on um, based on like the con for example, what I'm using here is the content of an Excel document, a certain cell in an Excel document can be used to set a variable in Power Apps, which is super useful, like incredibly useful. But it seems like you need to be able to have permission to access that document in order to get that value. Like I can't I can't basically push that value in a variable um, or from an Excel spreadsheet, I can't push it into the application. The application looks it up each time and needs permissions to do so. So I'm still working on a way to basically push a variable, like basically update it on on command um, to be able to change a, a parameter in the form and therefore change a parameter that gets submitted when they submit the application um, that they want to vote on. So I'm still I'm still exploring exactly how that the best way to do that is. Um, the other uh, technology that we're looking at using is something which it, <laughs> this gets me to a bigger point, actually. Um, it, I know it when you look up things online about it, it comes up as power query and power query is an old function of Excel um, that's been renamed and like kind of built into the system better than it used to be. Um, but it's still it's it's this weird so it's this weird thing that's been renamed basically so it was called power query before it's now and it was a it was kind of an add-in to excel it's now called i'm just looking it up right now it's called get and transform data and it's it's this weird and very very powerful way um to i mean it says it on the tin to get and transform data so i can pull information in from for example in this case a sharepoint list um, I can pull just the columns that I want from the SharePoint list and display them in the way that I want. Um, and then when somebody submits something new to the SharePoint list, all I have to do is refresh my version of the list in Excel and the new entries will come in. And so this is a really nice way. This is basically a simpler version of what we were trying to do with um, with our Microsoft Form solution, because forms would send items to a spreadsheet live um, whenever somebody submitted a form. But it meant that a user, like a, a, a the way that it's set up is that a SharePoint app user comes into this spreadsheet because Excel spreadsheets have a multiple user support now live in SharePoint. Um, it meant that a user would come in. So we had these weird issues where if somebody, one person was trying to run a macro while this SharePoint user was coming in and adding votes to our spreadsheet, like our tally, um, it would cause these weird desynchronization issues where um, Excel would stop autosaving and you basically have to throw away your changes and refresh the spreadsheet 
to to actually get the votes to come in properly and then run your macro. Um, so this would avoid using Power Apps, using get and transform data um, would avoid needing to do this. But I'm still not entirely clear permission, the way permissions work in um, in power in get and transform data in this power query world is a little interesting to me because you have to it seems like you have to authenticate which makes sense yeah you have to authenticate but it's unclear to me and i'm gonna have to like do testing i'm glad we have a, a year or so to deal with this um i can't tell yet if i've authenticated if i've said you need a microsoft account that's in this organization to authenticate and then um and then you can access this data and, and like refresh it and all that stuff. If I send this to somebody else who's still also in the organization and also has credentials for this document, um, if they open it and try to refresh it, are they going to get an error because I didn't authenticate it? Or is it going to authenticate with their credentials and be fine? Um, so that's something that I'm going to have to test. But it, this stuff is very powerful. Um, but it's going to depend exactly how this was this get and transform data area was built. Um, whether it's aware of things like multiple people in an Excel document at once and being able to each authenticate, like use their credentials to authenticate rather than trying to um, rather than having them try to use my credentials because mine are the ones that are saved. It's very weird, um, but I'm hoping that we're able to to make use of this because it's this really powerful set of features. So um, all that to say, I'm I'm learning a lot about about SharePoint right now. I'm learning a lot, definitely a lot about power apps, which are really cool. Um, and I'm hoping that I can use them personally more. And then this power query or get and transform data um, section of, of the Excel data tab. And these are all really, really interesting um, different powers. And I'm really interested and excited to see how they work together in order to um, in order to make this voting possible. Because like, honestly, I've been researching this for like two or three weeks now. and it's like 98% of the way there. And there's these little edge cases where I'm like, is this, I don't, I don't really know how this is supposed to work. Um, but I'm, I'm super excited to be able to um, even start working on this. It's been a really fun project already. And it's really stretching out my knowledge of platforms and all the different powers that you can have using, um, using Excel, using Microsoft Office or Microsoft Office, uh, Microsoft 365 products. And so um, I'm really eager to see how this goes. I might be talking about this in future episodes. I, I probably will. Like I said, this is pretty much all I've been thinking about for the last few weeks. Um, so I don't like I don't have a ton of other material for this uh, podcast because like I haven't really been thinking about COVID a lot. I haven't really been thinking about lockdowns even. Um, we've been out of a lockdown for like the last two weeks, but our life hasn't really fundamentally changed. So like between competition and this, this is really all I've been thinking about. And it's been a really fun experience. So um I'll get back to you next week about whether I've had any progress and um, see if I have anything else going on in my life to be able to talk about. Anyways, thanks very much for listening and I will talk to you all next week. Bye.